Welcome to the Make Disciples podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome back to this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and today I have the privilege of being joined in the podcast studio with Russell Matherly. How are you doing, Russell? I'm good, Dan. Thanks for having me for my fifth, sixth time? Something like Something that. Something like that. I was going to note, it's kind of sad. You have not been in the podcast studio this season because yeah. we've been doing the history thing. That's right. I didn't do too well in history. Yeah. No? <laughs> no. Well, I was okay at it. I just, I don't know, dates and names and stuff like that. I don't know. I had to learn chords and notes and harmonies and stuff like that. I just didn't have room in my brain for them. That makes sense. The bandwidth now, issue. Now, you are a book person, though. So do you enjoy reading history books? I mean, we just had our uh, episode talking about history books that we like. Are there any history books about the church that uh, really stand out to you? So I'm just kind of now, I feel like, getting my feet wet in terms of history books. So my brother's a huge, always reading church history and American history and other things like that. And I've never really... I don't know. It's not that I'm opposed to it. I've read a couple. Like, I think last time I was on, we talked about Dominion by Tom Holland, which was excellent. Really good book. Oh, yeah. There are a couple of other ones that I've read, but yeah, always taking suggestions. Okay. Well, that is not our focus for today because we are finished with our discussion of church history. And we are hopeful that this was useful to you, our listeners, because we didn't want to give some sort of history for the sake of history thing. We always want this podcast to be useful for you as you consider your walk with Jesus. And we believe that knowing a little bit about uh, our heritage as Christians is really important for living out the Christian life. This existed a long time before us. And should the Lord tarry, this is going to exist a long time after us. And we should know uh, where our tradition came from and uh, what has happened in the past to get us to uh, the point that we're at with the here now. So that's really important. I'm realizing I use the phrase, should the Lord tarry? That's yeah. a very KJV uh, statement. It is a little bit, but I feel like I've heard it a lot in the last couple of weeks. I've heard that phrase used several times. Oh, so, interesting. There you go. You, okay. you could be on the cutting edge, Dan. Maybe. Maybe bring it back. Bringing it back. Right. Yeah. Just like clothing styles are all circular anyway. That's right. right. Okay. Well, what we are talking about today is the concept of Advent because we are approaching uh, the Advent season. In fact, when this is released, we will be beginning the Advent season, and we think it's important to dive a little bit into that, to talk a little bit about the history of Advent, but also to dive into some uh, resources and uh, habits that we think are useful as we consider the Advent season. It's possible that you are not familiar very much with this whole concept of Advent because you think about it as, well, it's Christmas. It's right before Christmas, and uh, in our tradition, we don't strictly follow a liturgical calendar, and so it may be new. So we should dive into that just a little bit. And this is something that's very interesting to you and uh, near and dear to your heart, isn't it, Russell? Yeah, it is. I grew up in kind of a wing of the church that didn't really, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to be demeaning, but didn't put a whole lot of stock in things like the church calendar, for example. Or if we did, no one told me. Um, I'm sure I'd heard the terms, you know, like Lent or Holy Week or Advent or something like that kind of thrown about, but I didn't really have much of an understanding of them. And it wasn't really until I was in, um, I guess, my 20s that I started to learn more about these things and really develop a deep appreciation for them, especially Advent in particular. Yeah. And it brings up the question, why were these things dated when they were? So let's give a little bit of history of this, uh, because 
It's important to note that we celebrate the birth of Jesus as December 25th, and yet he probably wasn't born on December 25th. Like, we don't have any real reason to think that he actually was born there. So that was a date that was set by uh, the church later on. But why was it? Well, we know that the start of Easter uh, was tied to Passover. Obviously, Passover moves because it's based on the lunar calendar, not the solar calendar. But Christmas became associated with the birth of Christ because it fell during or close to the December solstice, the darkest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. And so the coming of the light of the world makes a lot of sense within the context of so much darkness. And so both Easter and Christmas took on special meaning during to their use commemorating the life of Jesus. And so Advent as a lead up to Christmas certainly arose as a result of Christmas. Christmas was this center of gravity for the later half of the year in this balance for Easter in the first half. And so Advent could take on significance in the same way that Lent does for Easter. They are a time of preparation. And so we know that both of these ideas are celebrated pretty early. We have uh, a record as early as 380 CE of a church celebrating something like Advent uh, existing in Spain, and it encouraged daily church attendance from December 17th through the 29th. And by the time we get to the 5th and 6th centuries, we have even sermon series and historical records uh, that talk about it. So it's pretty exciting to say that we can participate in a tradition that has been so uh, commonly practiced throughout the history of the church. But let's talk a little bit of differences, distinctions here. Um, When we talk about the Advent season, we're talking about a period of waiting. And since it's looking towards Jesus, we could say we're waiting for the birth of Jesus. Is that all that Advent is about? Well, that's certainly a I don't know, kind of a hefty part of it for sure. I think it also kind of falls naturally in a place in the calendar when, you know, you look outside and leaves that have been growing all throughout the summer and blooming and sprouting are now dying and falling. And so it just kind of lends itself to a little bit more of a contemplative kind of mindset to things. Things are getting colder. So you spend, you know, theoretically, unless you live in Tallahassee, um, you spend a little more time inside. And so it just, again, it lends itself to being a little bit more contemplative. And you know, traditionally, there have been different themes based on different traditions and things like that. But it's kind of a way of looking at the birth of Christ, um, but almost even more so. And I don't know as much of the history even as you do, for sure, Dan. But um, there seems to be more throughout history of like an emphasis on the second coming of Christ, which has parallels, obviously, in the first coming. And so um, the closer you get to Christmas, the more that theme kind of gets brought out. But looking at the themes of, you know, that we do uh, here of hope, joy, love, and peace thing I got them out of order. But anyways, those four themes and seeing how, one, you can see the resolution in the story of Israel in Christ's first coming. And then we in the church age can look forward to the fulfillment, the completion of those four things in the second coming. But it's also kind of like a way of Reminding ourselves that right now, you know, as Israel was walking in the darkness during the silent age until Christ's arrival, we live in a world that, I mean, this isn't going to be a shock to anybody, is full of evil and full of darkness. And so the call of the church isn't to kind of like, I don't know, pull our hoods over our heads and just kind of hide in the corner and say, it's, it's all going to be over soon and then problem solved. But of actually kind of being, I've heard the phrase before, I can't remember who said it, a creative minority within the world 
um, bringing out the beauty, bringing out the hope, the joy, the love, and the peace of Christ in the world while we're here now. So not just a kind of, well, you don't really have to worry about what's going on right now because eventually everything will be better, but in a kind of, no, how can we participate with what the Spirit of God is doing in the world um, to bring those four themes to fruition now, knowing that we'll never do it to their completion until Christ comes back. Yeah, it makes me think of that song that we sing, the days may be darkest, but your light is greater. Right, and we right. have that literal example of that in terms of changing the seasons. Yeah. Uh, but you can look around in our environment and say, things are terrible now, but mm-hmm. there is hope. And that's actually why we call it Advent. So the term, the Latin term Adventist comes from the Greek term or is a translation of the Greek term parousia, which is used for the first coming, but it's also used for the second coming of Jesus. And so throughout church history, we see how uh, they actually divide it. So the first two weeks of Advent, they would reflect on the second coming and pray and hope for the quick coming of the Lord. But then the last two weeks would transition to focus on Christ in the manger. So both of those can be held together, his first coming and his second coming. So let's get uh, to some specifics here. Uh, what do we do here at Wildwood? What resources are we going to be offering our church family as uh, ways to help them consider uh, th- this Advent season? So one thing that we do every year, um, even before I got here, is my understanding, is we will have the Advent candles on Sunday mornings. So we'll be lighting one of those every week um, until Christmas Eve, and then we light the final candle, the Christ candle. That's a really special thing for a lot of people in our congregation. And again, I didn't grow up with that, but so I've come to love it over the last couple of years as well. So just as a reassurance to everybody, we will be lighting the Advent candles again this year. Um, But we have a couple of other things because we kind of started thinking, some of this started maybe back in COVID, but we started thinking, okay, having people gather and celebrate these themes and kind of cast our minds onto them and just kind of focus on them is great. But how do we take that from a Sunday morning Um, which admittedly in the season of Advent, everybody's kind of running around doing, you know, whether it's exams or final projects or some other, you know, work kind of things or house related things or just getting ready for family, getting presents, all that stuff. Everybody's kind of running around all the time. So what can we do during the week to remind our church family uh, of these themes? Because I mean, you know, and I can confess this too, after walking out of church on a Sunday morning and um, being like, man, that was really good. And that was really stirring. And then by Monday morning, I'm already like, oh, wait, what do we talk about? You know, if I'm thinking about it at all, um, just being honest. So we were just asking ourselves, what are things that we can put in people's paths to regularly kind of remind them of these things? So one thing that we're going to be doing is um, if you've walked by our resource table at any time, kind of over by uh, the offices, um, you've seen a couple of little booklets, just little basic printout, three, four pages, most of them, um, the uh, practical tips. And what we're going to do is we're going to be printing out uh, just in that same format, just an Advent guide that's just going to be kind of an explanation and exploration of why we do Advent and what the different themes mean. Just as kind of a refresher during the middle of the week, you can just pick one of those up. They're totally free and we'll be printing them out as often as we need. And you can just come by and grab one and just keep it at home. Keep it in your car. Keep it, I don't know, and buy your mirror for your when you're getting ready in the morning. Who knows? Just as a reminder throughout the week of what these themes are. Another thing that we'll be doing is we'll be sending out some Advent midweek devos. Um, and those are just going to be three to five minute kind of reflections and thoughts from um, some of our church body. There's value in having our staff talk about these things and put these resources out, but it's also really impactful to hear the voice of the person who sits in front of you in the quote unquote pew every Sunday in the row in front of you. Oh my gosh, that's 
so-and-so, and now they're telling me about the theme of Advent. And it's just really cool to hear what God is doing in other people's hearts and hear their reflections. So those are going to be coming out during all four weeks of Advent in the midweek email. And then also, I know that you've been working, Dan, on uh, just a schedule of everything that we've got going on during the Advent season. It's a busy season for everybody, but just want to make people aware of what we've got going on and how they can participate and get involved. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. And let me just encourage people, just make time. There's all sorts of devotionals and other things that are out there, and it can become very quickly overwhelming. Let's just encourage you, just choose something and stick to it. So you can read something, you can watch something like these great devotionals, reflect on it and make it a habit of preparing your heart for the first coming as we wait expectantly for the second coming. Well, thanks for being here, Russell. It was good to chat with you after a season without you, but hopefully we can get you involved a little more next season. I would love that. Thanks for having me, Dan. Sounds good. And this is our last episode for this season, but never fear. We will be back for next season. It will start sometime in January, and we're excited to be kicking that off. We have some ideas already that we're planning on, uh, but have a great Christmas season, and we'll see you back in January. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.